<laughs> Hello, everybody. Well, it is Thursday. It is nine. So, it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, guys? Very well, man. Very well. Yeah. Another week without that Cowboys football, man. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we've got with us the great and powerful, from Cowboys fans only, the great JTAC. He's back with us again. How are you doing, brother? What's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing on that side? The, the frozen pond, because, you know, Cowboys station <laughs> right now, it's snowing in Dallas, so they're not handling the snow too well down there. But here in Kansas City, it's about 18 degrees freezing, got snow everywhere, so schools are shut down, buildings are shut down. So, you know, how, how's things going on your side? <laughs> uh cold <laughs> cold all right cold yeah the usual yeah. wind and rain yeah. yeah it's pretty much like that all year round to be fair <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much like the Cowboys season man oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah changes with the wind yeah yeah right um but we are obviously to talk about uh the draft so i was speaking to you and saying you know we got to get you on it was kind of funny because there's you going Oh yeah, we, we need to talk, and then it's like, oh yeah, do you want to come and talk? It was like, uh, uh, what was it you said? You got ESP, ESP, exactly. <laughs> I was just gonna reach out to you guys, like, man, I'm gonna link up and do a draft show because last time I saw Paul, that was what Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving oh, game. Man. Yeah, of course, yeah. things didn't go our way that game. So it's been a long season, but it's time to lick our wounds and get ready for this draft season and rebuild and get ready for 2022. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it, and that's what it's all about. Um, so uh, we're going to look today. Uh, obviously, there's it's today uh, the East West Shrine game as we're recording this on Thursday. On the weekend, Saturday, then it's the Senior Bowl. Um, very excited for that one. Um, already, some guys that I'm uh, I'm ready to talk about. It's so excited. I guess I, I get so excited. <laughs> I get more. I get more excited for draft time. Uh, than I do Christmas or, or my birthday. I guess too excited. Um, well, that's because you guys are doing a 24-hour stream, right? You're trying to kill me here. You're trying to kill me. I did say... <laughs> I did say let's do all three days, but nobody's up for that. Yeah. So, oh, well, no, this, well, this year we'll be out in Vegas, so I'll probably be up for for three days straight, man. So you guys can reach out <laughs> to me and be up ready to go. I like I'm, it. I'm checking my bank account right now, Tuck. I'm checking it right now. <laughs> no man, come on down to Vegas, man. It's going to be a good time. Like I said, you guys just reach out to me probably like four in the morning. I'll be like, all right, let's go, man. I'm already up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened last time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, but we'll get into some news and updates to begin with. Um, some Cowboys news and that, and then we'll get on uh, and crack on with the show. So we'll hit that on and then we'll get on with things. All right, so I think the biggest way to start the news and updates is, of course, NFC East have a new team, the Washington Commanders. How do we <laughs> How do we feel about it, guys? Oh, it's so bad, honestly. Like it, they're not the commanders; they're the commies. There you go. The <laughs> like, 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 there's so many things that is so wrong with us, right? One is that they've actually got the years wrong and their logo. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's not the year of the Super Bowl that you won in; it's the actual season of that right. team. Right, because we're the 92, 93, and 95 champions, but they've wrote 1992, and some other year, I can't even remember, on their logo. You're like, wait, hold on a minute here. We won it in 92. And you're like, what the hell? And, oh, dude. And 
and some of the chants I'm seeing already from some of the fans was I, horrible. I it, it's, it's a direct copy of the farmers insurance adverts. Like, we are our farmers. so bad. Uh, and on top of that, with a copy, and they've even taken San Antonio's commanders. Yeah, from the um, AF. And, yeah. and, their, and their slogan and their hashtag, take command. What I mean, I mean, where's the creativity? Everyone, like, I'm pretty sure all the Red, well, not Red, like Washington football team all wanted uh, Red Tails or Red Wolves. To be fair, <laughs> I, that would sound pretty cool. Right. Like, in bit. I like I like the red tail. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's better than, well, than well, the mandals. Worst, worst thing about it is, well, they're all stood outside the stadium ready for the announcement, and they still managed to throw our team name in there and give us a bit of abuse. It's like, come on, man. Like, it's the biggest thing that's happened in Washington for years, and they still well, managed the, to call the Cowboys. Yeah, it, it, it's, it was a horrible name, man. Like, they even had a yeah. video that came out of Chase Young, and they were, like, rating names. And he gave That's right, and he did an F. Look <laughs> yeah. my guy, Dave Sturgill. He does great uh, Cowboys content for Chop Sports. And they had known it was going to be the Commanders, like, way back in, like, January. I saw that. And so they kind of had what the outlook was going to look like, the uniforms and everything. And so to see them come out with it, if I was a Washington fan, man, I'll be kind of hurt right now because it's like, how do I, yeah. you can't you can't even make it look cool? Like the mascot look corny, the chants are corny, the uniforms, and like I said, the frustration. The colors. Of it, it, yeah, it, it I've looks, seen I that. I on Twitter. It looks just yeah. like my high school uniform. So now when I wear my <laughs> I wear my Laramie's yeah. jacket, it looks just like a Washington Commanders or Commandos, whatever they call themselves now. <laughs> uh, that's it. And they had like a bunch of alumni for Washington on stage. And I posted that picture, and people on my Facebook were like, "Oh, I thought you guys were having your high school reunion." I'm like, "No, silly, that's <laughs> the new football team." So, you know, people, I show them all the best comments. People the best comments. Logo on it. They were saying, uh, the, the, "No, the, 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 the Jamie, Jamie, it's the W ring in the front of the helmet. I'm like, oh, that, yeah, yeah. that, that is designed for memes now. You can just have a massive L on that, right?" But, yeah, but I don't know about you guys. Like, like, there's some aspects of the uniforms I thought was like pretty cool, but you know what? It gave me a whole an our arena football vibe to that mm. uniforms. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, I don't know if, that, like, if, 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 if I was a Washington fan, I'd just be, I'd be raging. Yeah, they would just have to be mad at me. I'm gonna go with the throwback jersey, like you know, where the Sean Taylor jersey. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not switching, man. So, I yeah. mean, because even from that standpoint, the Washington football team, they should have just kept that. Like, that was a much better name than what they had, and was kind of different. But mm. yeah, you know, here, here, here they are. I'm, so, yeah. I'm, I'm still annoyed they didn't take my suggestion. Yeah. Washington copycats, right, right. <laughs> but, but here's here's the crazy part though they're gonna have to have a good season because of how bad their uniforms and their names are <laughs> so they might yeah. rebel you know it's like those kids that get bullied sometimes you know they're gonna step up to the plate so we'll see but it'd be, it'd be very interesting how long dan snyder actually lasts in washington and if, if some new owner comes by whatever i'm pretty sure he'll want to kind of revamp the whole organization and probably rebrand it again you right. know what i mean like yeah, i can, I, I can see it happening i think he's i think that's just purposely trying to get it sold funny mm -hmm. you should say that man because some more stuff's come out about him and when they were it did they go to the were it to the capitol building for summer and so much's come out in the last few hours about something else has been dodgy and it's never ending is it 
and here's another <laughs> and here's another one as well. It's like see, so they've been copying things anyway. They took the AAF team, the San Antonio Commanders. They've actually took a uh, try to copy us with the whole bit. Well, well, technically we copied Tampa Bay, but mm-hmm. uh, but but if that's the case, why didn't they, there was there's a whole gift waiting for them in a movie reference? Why didn't they go with the Washington Sentinels? Yeah, Sentinels are a good one too. Well, I wonder how true is that because you remember, like last year was a year before, there had been someone who went out and trademarked all these team names, the possibilities to select. So, where did that have any impact? Because they said that they were thinking about the Red Wolves, but for some reasons, for copyright issues, they couldn't get it. I'm just like, oh no. like you're what? one of the most successful NFL teams. Like you could get that registration, yeah. and copyright, well, if you wanted it. One of the, I think, one of the reasons, and and I don't know if this is true or not, but if you go into Urban Dictionary and type in Red Wolves, it means something completely different ah. in, a really, in, a, in a bad way. And I think that's where they kind of took a standpoint from that. Maybe so. It, yeah. Yeah, Last thing they want is to go from one litigation, to <laughs> right? Right. To another. <laughs> I like the Washington Flying it's Prescott because Dak Prescott owns the team, you know. So, like, you know. yeah. <laughs> they should yeah. just say everybody that has to just call themselves a Washington bitches. That means <laughs> 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 pretty much, man. Well, you know the yeah. joke somewhere. I come on Twitter. If you just take the O out and add a U to their name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, right, so are you guys ready for the definition for this? I, I think we can say it on this, and it's it's nothing bad, but it, it's but for if you're an NFL <laughs> team, it's pretty bad. So Red Wolves, according to Urban Dictionary, is a group of gay men hanging out in a happy gay nightclub. Oh, okay. so I, I can wonder why they didn't want to select that. Like yeah. there's no, 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 nothing against the LGBT community, but they, the yeah, they probably want to get themselves into a pickle with that, you know. And yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not a good way to go. Yeah. But there we go. But yep, yep. So the Cowboys have got. Uh, they're going to be up against the Commanders. So against <laughs> a, a a team whose stadiums falling apart, who are going to charge people for parking and a hundred dollars for a jersey. Right. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see because I, I guess they were driving around handing out new merchandise. Like, how many fans are actually gonna be in the stands with Commanders? <laughs> I, I thought yeah. one of the I thought one of the best trolls was from Scooter McGriddle. Did anyone see the the patch of the uh, the USSR uh, uh, the the flag? Like, it's because it's the commies, so he's using the communist Russian flag. Uh. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I love all the, is it Chase Young in the in the black throwback jersey? And I, I just love the fact like he's they've zoomed in on his face and he's like he's like what the fuck have we done here? Bomb 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 bomb. But uh, yeah, also in other news uh, this week, finally Michael Gallup's having his ACL um, surgery happen. This week, so uh, the t- the clock will be ticking now for him, um, and yeah, I think that makes him about ready for training camp. Just about, I think, depending that's on how pro- bad it is. That's promising, but whatever yeah. the, the question is, what is what we're going to do in regards to the contract scenario? Exactly, exactly. It's going to be because, a tough call. Could, yeah, because I mean. <sighs> 
we're definitely going to get them a lot cheaper than we were when we said started last start of the season. But mm-hmm. because of the injuries that are taking place, that we're taking more of a gamble of re-signing them. And I think any other team in the NFL we would actually try and stay clear from them because mm-hmm. they know there's going to be a decent amount of wide receivers in this upcoming draft. And, and I know you did a great video on Sky. It was his name, Sky... Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Yeah. But yeah, I like the look at him as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He looks good. Yeah, he, yeah, he's one of those guys you can simply plug in, especially if we move on from Cedric Wilson as well. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, because I mean, I, like I made the point last week when we were running through, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, yeah, and I, I said, look, you know, you, we've got an issue at wide receiver. Would you take a wide receiver? And initially, everybody was like, no, nah, no way. And it's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I was, now, I, I was like, all line, all seven rounds. <laughs> yeah, but then once you break it down and you go, if you look at it seriously, that okay, it, let, let's just say, because people are saying what's going to happen with Amari Cooper, he's under contract for next year, so let's play devil's advocate and say that he is staying. If you look at the wide receiver position for next year, it's Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Simi Fajoko. Mm-hmm. And you might throw in T.J. Basher if you want to, but bear in mind he's an undrafted free agent. Right. Um. Yeah, you are, sorry, undrafted. He was an undrafted free agent. He was undraft. He was an undrafted player. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, you've only got three players on your roster. That, uh, and then if you say Dalton Schultz walks, that means then your other options, Blake Jarwin mm-hmm. as your tight end one. And once you break it down, you go, ah, oh, yeah, that is bad. We need tight end. We need wide receiver. <laughs> you know, if you start breaking it and going through it, you know, step by step, it is, it's it's concerning when you look at the weapons that the skilled position players that Dak's going to be playing with next year. To be fair, I think the position we're in in the draft as well, I know everyone says that the 10th best player available and you're up at the top end in the top 10, gives you a little bit of leeway, doesn't it? Because you've you've got more selection to you. But down at 24, it's, like you said, if it's wide receiver, then I, I, say I wouldn't be surprised at all just for the fact that we're going to be snookered a little bit. Jamie, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll say this. I expect the unexpected. We might go completely mm-hmm. off-balling this year. Um, mm-hmm. And also, at the same time, I don't think I could ever be mad being in the first like in the draft again from what we've done in the past couple of years. So mm-hmm. I, I See, trust the process. I trust yeah. what we'll play. Like, I think, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure we'll do the right decision regardless if it's going to be an O-line, trade down, maybe even trade up. Like, I, I, If it's mm-hmm. going to be something really stupid, like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> And that's the conversation, especially with Michael Gallup and some of these guys that we have on these deals. It's like, you know, is Michael Gallup holding him and bring him under contract and have him back next season or is getting a comp pick losing Michael Gallup in free agency more valuable? So, you know, you still have to take that into consideration as well. But I'm with you guys, man. Like at 24, everything is kind of off the table. And if the chips fall. You know, I've, I've done mocks thus far where, you know, you have – I had Devin Lloyd falling to me. I had Nicobe Dean. I've had Jameson Williams fall. Like, I had all these different scenarios. And if it falls in your lap, you got to yeah. catch it. So, you know, I don't think Cowboys fans need to back themselves into the corner where it has to be an offensive guard. we got to get our kind of Williams replacement right then and there at 24. There's a lot of guys that's going to be playing tonight and also on Saturday that can probably yeah. fill that void Yeah, that's get right. later round. Like, so. like, to say, who was the player that he played for Washington Whitewater uh, last year? Is now got drafted. Quine Miners. That was the guy that really stood out in this uh, senior bowl and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Really, like, no one had a clue who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, I was like, God, I would love to get this guy's tenacity in this guard position. He would have been great. And what happens? Denver 
packed them right before us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that was in the third round, but we got Usa de Gisua, so I right. can't, compl- hey, can't complain. We, we've got that guy this year. I tell you what, let's get into the offensive line while, okay. while, while we move on to it. Because um, I got my rankings, and a guy I was speaking to you guys about in our private chat um, in the week, I said, I was watching video on Trevor Penning. Lo and behold, this week in the Senior Bowl, He's doing great. He's mm-hmm. he, he, you can say he's overextended on some of the one-on-one drills. He's not perfect, but he's an FCS guy. But I reckon Trevor Penning is a guy on the offensive line you could definitely get a mm-hmm. pick. You know, at, at, at the Cowboys pick at twenty-four. I don't know what you think about that. Is that a guy you would go for, Tech, or, or you're into something a bit more reliable? Because I, I know with the cowboys they don't draft small school guys especially fcs guys right and i think when it comes to trevor pinning an offensive tackle per se is that i still think the cowboys are sold highly on tyron smith now even though he's been up and down with injuries and i mean even he's still young he feels a little bit like he's long in the two I don't mm-hmm. think they are looking right now for that Tyron Smith replacement. So I think if the Cowboys <laughs> are going to go offensive line, they might draft a guard, which is an instant plug and play, especially the left guard position mm-hmm. with some position flex mm-hmm. and can play left, left tackle if something was to happen to Tyron and they need to move him around. So mm-hmm. I just don't see that them actually taking a tackle. And honestly, as great as Tyler Lindenbaum is as well, I yeah. don't think they're going to address the center position. I think if they're going to go offensive line, they're going to go center at 24. And that's why um, Keon Green out of Texas A&M Kenny, is pretty much yeah. not as far as rating overall, but from the Cowboys' perspective, I think he just gives us the most value at that point. Yeah, he has a lot more to offer in terms of what he can uh, bring to the table, I would mm-hmm. say. But even yeah. though, like, 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 if you want a pure center, Linda Bomb looks freaking Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. Me, and me personally, like, you know, and a lot of people probably didn't notice it, but I wasn't a fan of Tyler Biotis this season. So I thought he was one of the weakest links. I know a lot of people were focused on Connor Williams and Connor McGovern, but he was just as bad. And so if you say, you know what, we're going to take Linda Bomb. And replace Tyler Biotis, I am all for it because I felt like the interior of our offensive line was a huge liability, and that's where we really got beat up, especially in that playoff game. The thing is, is a lot that it seems like you know, then that everyone's not sold on and what in terms of that. I mean, is where he's probably best suited in the draft because, like, a lot of early mocks have had him going top 10 and then. I've seen recently, he's falling into the to the late twenties, and it's it's like you know there could actually be a chance that this guy's going to be there at twenty four, and but like they say, then we're going to get his picks of like a green maybe. Who knows? It's just yeah. that's the that's the good thing about the draft. It's so unpredictable. As you, right. As you, as you out through the later or the later picks in the first round, and then going going on, it's brilliant. Yeah, and I, I, I tell you what, here's a question for you, Tuck. Do you like versatility up and down the line? Yes, I do. Yeah. What yes, I do. can I interest you in Zion Johnson, right? That's the me. guy has played guard and tackle. And have you seen this week in the senior ball practices? He's snapping taking, as well. Taking yes. snaps and saying so I'm Zion, doing Zion, it good. Yeah, Zion Johnson is a name that we'll yeah. watch on Sunday that's starting to be uh, tied to the Dallas Cowboys a lot more as well mm-hmm. because in a reality world, I don't think Kenyon Green is going to be there, which is with that versatility, it's just too much uh versatility. And then when it comes to Tyler, I think that he's going to go early 
Oh yeah, I think he can be just the next Jason Kelsey, possibly like just that anchor center. And with this draft not being so quarterback heavy, I feel like it's like you know what we just need a center to go get a center. So I feel like Keon Green and uh, Linderbaum will not be there. So I think that Zion Johnson, as you mentioned, might be that suitable option if we're going to go offensive line to get that guard with position flex. And if he can snap a little bit or learn to snap a little bit, that even adds more to his price tag. Exactly, because uh, you can move him about, uh, and Kevin Green is the same. And I right. think, but with Green, he's got that nastiness. But uh, going back to the nastiness, because that was something that was missing for the Cowboys line mm-hmm. for me. Uh, I, I think, like with the Trevor Penning, they're the guys I'm looking at. The, uh, the only issue why I think Penning won't get drafted by the Cowboys is not so much the FCS issue, is mm-hmm. that Penning draws a lot of flags. He's had a lot of holding penalties mm-hmm. against him. And that's uh, the last thing we need to trace. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he's at the senior bowl. And if you ever look at the, the type of players the Cowboys draft historically, especially with Wimler Clay, it's always been senior bowl guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, and he and loves another them. guy that I'm looking at, and he's probably going to be later around, maybe day two or day three, will be yeah. Cole Stange out of Chattanooga. Like, he's a smaller school guy, but when yeah. you watch him, and I know Paul play offensive line, like, he is just nasty, physical, mm-hmm. tough, a dog mentality. And he has some position flex, but I think he's going to be a guard. And that's what I want. I want some physical presence at that left guard position. We've had Kyle yes. Williams for so long, and that's been the weak point. I want someone yeah. who's deep in the trenches. I'm um, another guy out of um, LSU, Ed Ingram as well. Just a big mauler. Yes. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I would like to have on this Dallas Dallas Cowboys offensive line, especially at the mm-hmm. left guard position. So I completely agree with you. Totally. Like, I, it just feels as though we're just lacking that tenacity. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Like just yeah, you know what I mean? Like right, and that's I, what happened in the playoffs. We just got punched in the mouth and just you know, just on the front line. And so yeah. give me that nasty, dirty offensive lineman in the trenches, you know, and it's gonna get the job done. And there's a few guys out there on day one, but also day two that I think could step into that role. No, I'm just they, they always say though, or they've always said in, in the past that. Offensive line is not really a sexy pick, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. Some of the picks of the recent years, I'll tell you what. Right. Obviously, the, the Travis, just, just from a Cowboys perspective, a Travis Frederick kind of pick. Yeah. And then you look at some, some of the guys that, that went last year. He, I mean, he was given, what, a second round, third round grade? Mm-hmm. Frederick. Yeah. And you know, to kind of go into what Mike said, like the draft day is like Christmas. I always call offensive linemen like school clothes. It's like it's not the fun toy that you want. <laughs> man, you gotta need your school clothes, and you're gonna wear it for a long time. So. I was say, I'm, I'm gonna bring up a couple of comments up. So Joe's kind of brought this kind of interesting question. What, what would you think if I was given our number one pick for Ryan Ramshick? I, I wouldn't give him that to be honest. No. At 21, maybe a second rounder. Maybe yeah, not not a first round pick. I would yeah. consider possibly a second. Um, mm-hmm. did, did I read right today as well that is he is he having knee surgery to clear up an issue as well? So the last, well, the last Ryan Ramshick. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm sure. well, that, that's the case, and I completely deep Oh, yeah, if he's coming off a knee surgery, you know, first now he's getting a fifth round pick of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's going. That's definitely devalued for sure. Um, mm. what else do we have here? Um. Kind of unrelated to the draft, but uh, a few comments that kind of came in, and I'm surprised we didn't even cover this, is about the whole Des video talking about tanking games and 
uh, the whole Brian Flores in, uh, incident. I mean, I, I got to give actually so much credit for ste- stepping out and actually calling it out. Like, I couldn't believe when I saw it, like when they, <clears throat> the, the text messages about the whole Bill Belichick thing, I was right. like, you've yeah. got to be kidding me, man. And the fact that he had an interview two days later with the Giants or something like that, and and Belichick was texting him saying congratulations on the job. He's like, "What are you talking about?" It's so wrong, man. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah, and it, it is unfortunate, man. I mean, think of the wave of emotions you go through. Like, oh well, damn, I already got the job. And like, oops, my bad, wrong person. Hey, but good luck tomorrow. Like, you know, like anybody would just feel you know what the hell am i setting myself up for and the fact that he still went on with the interview because like you said in the, when he did his interview the other day is that he just hopes to see still see some good in the world that maybe it was just a mistake and you know they were to give him the fair opportunity but you know it's kind of heartbreaking to kind of see what goes on to some of these coaches because you have yeah. a brian flores who's turned the dolphins around but he's going to get canned and then you consider kellen moore who's never been a head coach a prime you know candidate that you want to consider bringing into miami so how do you I, make it make sense and there's really I'm, no way around it i'm i know where I, I know it's not terrible it's related but i'm still shot the dolphins just let him go mm. i really am and you know, no, just even, even with the giants is um even with a press release that saying that he was he was there and he was he was on the cusp mm. it, it was it was at the 11th hour that the change man i was like that just sounds like Harsh shit to me. It's like, come on. If you, do you know what I mean, not not defending, but say, but if you're going to try and defend it, don't defend it that way. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it was there to the last minute. Now, I'm, I'm, to be fair, I'm surprised he wasn't the first coach off the board. Yeah. 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 Brian Flores was, should have been like the number one option. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. For, 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 for any team, like I'm like, are you bloody kidding me, man? Like the turnaround he did to Miami in the end of that season yeah. was actually. I, I think... I'm sorry. But, but... Sorry, Paul. No, I was just going to say uh, that what what Brian Flores's situation shows is that the Rooney rule doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you know, I wasn't a fan of it. I don't mean that in a racist way. That came out right. wrong, but I I think it doesn't work in the sense that it it it's more of a, a thing for um, teams where it's a formality that they just mm-hmm. go, this is what we got to do. We got to check the boxes, right. and then the, the 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 people really that fall victim to it are these coaches like Bright who who are traveling. They're paying, you know, they're taking time to travel and do these, you know, take their own time to do these things to know or in the back of their mind think. I'm not getting this job. This right. is just with, another one with of those zero things. Intent. With zero intent. Like, you know, when we interviewed Marvin Lewis, there was no chance in the hell the Cowboys were going to hire Marvin Lewis. So why no. waste his time? Like, personally, if I was an African-American coach, like, don't even call me if you don't even plan to really hire me. Like, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Like you said, Mike, I'm traveling, yeah. taking time away from my family, flying out, preparing, doing all this sort of stuff. And it's like, just to check a box. Okay, next. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a rule that needs to be – I, I don't think they even need the rule. I see what they no. were trying to do, but honestly, agree. I don't think anything yeah. changes mm-hmm. until the players really come together and say, "All right, something is up." Because yeah. the owners, I mean, hell, you get extra incentivized draft picks to to bring in, you know, a minority coach, and you still won't do it. You know, like, nah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, like, other, the, the other one you can add on as well is like, like for in terms of like, so coaches out there, it's like, how like is Eric Berman still like right? Why is he not being picked up as a head coaching? 
See, candidate for all the success he's done for Kansas City. Right. Just, you know, you would you would think that Eric Bieniemy will be the cream of the crop. Like, so, so um, you yes, have to ask yes. someone. Let's yeah. take ourselves out of the Cowboys fan. Why would Kellen Moore be a top candidate, but Eric Bieniemy not? You know, like. Because people say, well, Eric Bieniemy has Pat Mahomes. Okay, well, you have Dak Prescott. Oh, well, yeah. he has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Okay, well, he has Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. So, you know, like, so why, you know, and so it just doesn't make sense. And people will say Eric Bieniemy is a bad interview. This is football we're talking about. Like, it's not like a corporate job where you got to be a politician. Do you know X's and O's? Do you have the resume? He's coached under Andy Reid. If Kellen Moore was swapped, and you switch the roles, I guarantee Kellen Moore would be the lead candidate if he was the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs right now. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's just it's just very unfair. Just it is. Kind of, it is. I agree just, so, so just to kind of follow up from that, like with everything that's kind of coming out and stuff like that about uh, with Blind Force, like he was being told to tank games and stuff like that, Dave uh-huh. Bryant came out and actually made his own statement about Sanayo under Jason Garrett. Like why he wasn't being so productive. He was, I think, one. I'll bring one of the comments up from Valenti here. Blaming days at the time, said he could not run routes, and team was telling him to play same one over and over again. And yeah, I mean, I can see what I. More I think about it, I can actually see because there was that period of time where Des was just like non-existent. You know, uh, and and yeah. he was he was fine. There was nothing wrong with him. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? There's a lot of questions you can throw about. So I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Yeah, I heard the comments. I don't think that necessarily they were tanking on purpose because of that. I think it's just in Jason Garrett's DNA. Because hell, if you go back to Terrell Owens, it was the same type of conversation. You go to yeah. Des Bryant, it's the same type type of conversation. I don't think they were deliberately trying to lose games. I just think with their scheme and their thought process, I mean, hell, I looked, I looked at my Facebook and I saw a picture of me celebrating that Jason Garrett was no longer calling plays. <laughs> almost a decade later with the same issues going, going on. I'm just like, nothing has really changed with this team. And I think it's just that Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan DNA was passed on to Kellen Moore. And so we just need to rid house of all of it and get a fresh new perspective mm-hmm. offensively. But yeah. I don't think that they were deliberately just saying, oh, let's go out and lose and not involve Dez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like I, I said uh, uh, during the fan rant, because we always do a, a fan rant special at the end of the Cowboy season, get it off your chest. And I said, Callum Moore is Jason Garrett. But in terms of what Jason Garrett would call on the field, the reverse. So Jason Garrett is run, run, pass, run, run. Mm-hmm. When you watch the the opposite of what Kellen Moore, it's pass, pass, run. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, see what yeah. I mean. So you see a lot of Jason Garrett in him. Mm-hmm. Extremely predictable. So come on, Miami. I mean, you need a coach, Miami. Just do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, please, do me a, do us a favor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, in, in terms. So I, I was just going to say, like, just, on, I'm just I'm surprised that Byron Leftwich is still not being picked up. And we, I think we touched on it a few weeks ago when we were talking about coordinators. I can't believe that um, Joshua Downs has got another job. He, he showed him down there such as a head coach. <laughs> it was like, come on, like saying, and Byron Leftwich, his time in Tampa has been been immense, and like, it's like, how is he not up at the top of that kind of thing? Because I would give a chance and just some of the comments that some of the 
Did he not get the players to talk about him? It just shows you that he's, he's commanded respect and he's he, he, he's got a chance of taking a team forward. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. And then you mm. give him Joshua Daniels a job, and it's like, come on, man, Joshua Daniels is a head coach. Wait, did the OC from Tampa Bay not get the Jacksonville job? But there's, there's rumors. I, 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 I don't think that he did it yet. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's rumors. Is the um, I thought it was already announced. There was something with the Jacksonville Jags. That he don't want, want to work with the GM, does he? Yeah, because he wanted to bring his own GM or something uh, like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is the, the GM that's currently there wants the new head coach to pretty much do the GM job? So this, the GM is it? I don't know if it, is it Trent Balky can then be hands on with players and be on the field for training and stuff. And he's like, no, if you bring me in, do it my way. You're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> no one would want that situation, especially with how dysfunctional the Jags are at the minute. You know what I mean? True, but moving it back to the Dallas Cowboys, though. Yeah. Uh, I know we went off on one there. Um, here's one, yeah, you're all right. Here's one for you, though. Um, I don't know if you've watched it, and I mentioned it today to the boys. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Tuck. Did you see Daniel Philaley get absolutely? I mean, he was forklifted, and this guy's 387 pounds forklifted by a linebacker. I did Ooh. not. He flat on his back and it wasn't wasn't a speed rush it wasn't um like any fancy move i mean the guy just literally got lower than him forklifted him and dropped into the and i'm trying to find out who that linebacker is you know like sometimes when you watch tape so was it the senior bowl yeah at the senior bowl practice yeah uh i think it was yesterday so so was it jermaine johnson from florida state I'm not sure. I because I, I've only just seen the uh, emotion of it on like a, 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 a just a repeatable video. Jermaine, so I'm trying to find out who the guy was. Jermaine Johnson has been floating around a lot of clips online. So I want to say it may have been him. Um, I'm not sure. But it. I mean, it was I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, he just lifted up nearly a 400 pound guy. And, and he literally threw him like an empty tracksuit. I think it was. I think it was my guy. Let's see here. It's a hell of a. It's. A, I mean, it. It was just straight up power. But going back to the Falele talk, I like because uh, some people are saying, "Is that a guy?" And for me, I don't know what you think about this. For me, I think Falele is more of a second round guy. Yeah, I would say. I would say so. Um, but, you know, basically looking at the way. You know, his movement skills. And, and, like, one of the things, I think, when you think of the Dallas Cowboys' offensive line, and we'll move to the defensive line in a sec, mm-hmm. but when you think of the, the, the Cowboys' offensive line, it's very athletic. That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. They, they they like their faster, rapid guys. You know, it doesn't matter your size. You just need to be athletic enough. And I just don't think he's quite there for it. Um, but are there any um, inside guys? Because I think... It's not so much tackle, I think, Cowboys fans are looking at. It's more inside, it's, it's, especially it's, left guard. Definitely interior, for sure. Yeah. Is there, is there anyone that you, you're keeping an eye on, Tuck? Say, if we just say day one, day two. So you say on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, the in, Yeah, inside offensive lineman. Inside offensive line. So day one, as I mentioned, I think is Kenyon Green or Zaire Johnson. Yeah. Um, day two, I'm looking at um, Darren Kennard out of Kentucky. Um, big physical guy. He can play a little yeah. bit of right tackle, but also left guard. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then also Ed Ingram. And then there's yeah. another guy who's kind of a sleeper for me, and I'm still studying him as we speak, but Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Um, he's just a big physical mauler that, like I said, the kind of guy that I like. Because when I'm watching tape now, guys, I want violence. I want peer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care about the cute stuff like I did last year. Um, even when it comes to tight end, you know, I want I want violence. And so Tyler Smith out of Tulsa is one of those guys that's violent. Not the best technique, but if you can clean that up, man, you can definitely get you a, a great offensive guard addition in the second day. Uh, second day. So those are kind uh-huh. of few that I'm looking at day one and day two of the draft. Um, that's Keon Green, Zion Johnson, Darian um, yeah. Kennard, Ed Ingram, and Tyler Smith out of yeah. Tulsa. And I'm glad you said Ed Ingram because I've actually got him as my third inside offensive lineman watching mm-hmm. him. More because of his pass blocking. It, it, mm-hmm. Like, what is it? His run blocking is, you know, it needs to be worked on. But right. that's e- that's easier to coach because with, with pass blocking, it's about aggression, getting your hands in there and just moving forward. Pass blocking, he's got it, especially in a zone blocking scheme. He seems mm-hmm. to have that. You know, Zungbark and scheme is a dance, and you can right. see him. He's got that dance. He, he's able to move in time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm glad you said it, Ingram, because I put him as third. And you know what you do? You, you think, all oh, right, yeah, he's my third. And you go and have a look, and you you go through the list, and you're like, man, most of these people have got him like fifth round. What am I seeing that nobody else? Right? Has? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the tough part about draft because, like, you don't know the intangibles. Like, is there some injuries out there lingering? You know, because yeah. last year we kind of get hit hard on the medical. So, you know, but yeah, I like Ed Ingram. I think that yeah. he'll be a day two guy, second or third round, and that would be a huge steal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, you know, playing in the SEC. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't argue. I know you shouldn't scout the logo. <laughs> but, <laughs> you yeah, know, but the town you're playing, like, you're playing in the trenches of the SEC. And so it definitely makes it different, you know, when you're playing against yeah, Georgia, you're playing against Alabama. Like, it's yeah. a battle. Yeah, they've got big guys in the middle that want to try and crash the line. Mm-hmm. Go on. I, were you going about to say something in there, Paul? Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the, the top top prospects coming into the draft and stuff like yeah. that, like and the guard position. And, and okay, just reading, just reading up all the summaries and that. And one of the ones that is standing out to me is Darian Kennard from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Kennard like, is like, nice. Like even though he's he's played quite a lot playing at tackle, but they reckon he'll be more utilized as a guard. And mm-hmm. in terms in terms of his run blocking. He's got a really massive. He's got a high grade in his run blocking schemes. Yeah, he's so like run blocking is pounds too. I think it's like 350, 355 or something like that. So uh, and that, that's that's big nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's six six five three forty six three forty six. So, yeah. So that's a guy I'll be looking into. Um, yeah. Because I'm very selective when it comes to if there's a player that stands out to me, I like to like, like for example Neville Gallimore. That was one. Of the guys <laughs> I, like I've been scouting that guy for God knows, and when we drafted, yeah, 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 I yeah. lost my, sh- I lost that. <laughs> but go, but go, going going back to you, the the point of the SEC, you know, you're saying you yeah. like him. There, there's a guy from Kentucky again in the SEC playing deep in the trenches, and you know, I'm just going through my my notes I made on him and. He's scheme versatile and really red hot in the run game and play action. If you've got him in a play action offense, he's gonna he absolutely thrive. Right, and we that, need to get that run game back in motion. So yeah, yeah, yeah there, yeah. there, there is another one that is standing out in terms of what if the, yeah. the reports are saying, and that's on, uh, Sean Ryan from UCLA. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they'll reckon he'll be like a, a third round, fourth rounder type of like based on the rankings and stuff like that. But, um, they, they, but, but the, the thing that he, they, they're all writing about him physical, mm-hmm. physical yeah. run blocker. Yeah, uh, so... I got him quite far down. Um, in the in the as a power run scheme and gap power, that's where I've got him rated highly. Uh, is there anyone else, it, particularly in the Super Bowl, Tuck, on the offensive line, on the inside, you're going to be watching? Anyone in particular? Or are you just going for the the full hog and letting your eyes do the dancing? Senior Bowl, Mike. Oh, Senior a, Bowl. A, Senior a, Bowl. A, what did I say? Super yeah. Bowl. Super Bowl. Mate, 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 oh, I would mate. love to pull Jamar Chase in out of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate, we'll be too drunk to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. Yeah, as far as offensive linemen, like I said, Cole Stange out of um, left guard out of Chattanooga, he's going to be a guy that I have my eyes on. So definitely give him a look up. Like I said, big, physical, nasty. He likes to finish pancake. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, it's just that nasty offensive lineman. So if he can clean things up, I think he can hear his name probably around the fourth or fifth round. So I'm definitely going to keep my eye on him on, on, on Saturday. Um, I'm trying to think any other lineman that we haven't mentioned in the senior bowl that I have in my notes. Not besides Trevor Penning. Yeah. We'll Trevor Penning. Penning, of course. Yeah. Um, that's, that's about it that I have on my radar as far as Saturday is concerned. Yeah. Uh, what about for you guys? I know you guys haven't quite got there in all of that part. No, of I mean, I have mean, not really looked at any other positions, but I've, I have been lately, like, I, I do think like there is other positions that I wouldn't, and this is what I was trying to say in that number 24, don't mm-hmm. be surprised if we do pick an linebacker, for example, and that's, mm-hmm. what, and that's what I'm just looking at the comments here. DG Dolls just kind of mentioned that. It's like, we do need linebackers also, and I'm mm-hmm. uh, you know what? Yeah, I, yeah, tend yeah. To, I, I tend to agree, we do. 100%. Um, uh, if, if there's a slight... Like, a j- absolute gem there sitting for us at number 24. Yeah. Best, I don't, I wouldn't be mad if we picked an our linebacker. Mm-hmm. We're not be mad mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. I, I, I tell you another guy, a guy who I definitely think you need to watch this weekend is Max Mitchell from Louisiana. Raging Cajuns. Is, is, is this still O-line you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, go watch my, honestly, is, is again, run blocking, his pass, his pass sets are good as well. Um, we'll get into the second level. There's a guy yeah. you want to watch, uh, See, and, that, and he's yeah, he's light. That, as light as his issue. He's like so, only just over three hundred pounds. See, this mm. is the thing that that really annoyed me this year, especially when it came to just more or less the whole communication within the O line is getting up to that second level. We've mm. never even got past the line of scrimmage half the time. Right. That's yeah. why, that's why yeah. it really annoyed me. So if we can get O line as Nasty in your face, they can actually make a block and actually got up field to make even additional blocks. What more can we want? So, let me ask you guys because this is the scenario with amongst Cowboys Nation about moving Lyle Collins back to left guard and then kicking Terrence Steele to right tackle. Would that that change your mindset about needing to draft a guard or interior guy at 24? Yes. I, I I'd still yeah. do it, but later in the draft, day three. Okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just in case. Um. Well, it's not so much about Lyle's ability; it's more so 
the Cowboys staff giving them like trusting them outside of football is more the issue, I think. Right. No, I, I don't think it, it, it's that. For me, it's more of an issue of get the best five men, the best five players in your mm. offensive line, and your best five is putting mm. Terrence Steele out on the right and kicking Lyle back inside. Obviously, yeah. you still got question marks with Tyler Biadish, but the only thing I will say with Biadish is that you could pretty much call the season we just had his rookie season. It pretty much was. And what you're seeing from Biadish from the start of the season to the end was starkly different. Mm-hmm. He, he did improve. Mm-hmm. All of the uh, and and you, you, going back, sorry, Paul. Just to reiterate my point on that is, if you look at the 49ers game, the only guy that didn't allow a sack or a pressure against the 49ers was Tyler Biadish. So this is this is what I'm kind of get, getting to the point, like regards to the the, the more center left guard communication. It's like yeah, I kind of feel as though like, and I'm not trying to fully bash on Connor Williams or at all here. Like, sure he's a nice guy and stuff like that, but I kind of <laughs> feel as though he had to force Bayardish to try to help cover his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not like, or I'm fight, not sure. Like you know, what I mean, like it was even more ev- It was more. Ev- it was more evident when when we had uh, Travis Frederick in there. You don't really. We didn't see as much holding calls or much whatever. But whenever it was last season and this season, it was pretty evident there was a big like it, it really. And especially when if Tyler Smith was out, or oh, Connor was just like Connor was a sitting duck pretty much. So. I don't know about like, you guys, but I, I kind of feel as though there was no enough guys to compliment to kind of stop Connor from making mistakes. Okay. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get. I got one further for you, and I'll ask you this one, Tuck, right? Okay. Would having a whole new offensive line coaching staff make you feel yes. a lot better? Yeah, yeah. One of the guys I tweeted about was bringing Mark Colombo back. So, yes. you know, I just... I just didn't like Joe Philman the way he handled things this season. Nope. I just felt it's like off. the offensive line it's was lethargic. Off. Yeah, it was just very yeah. soft. And I think we gave him too much credit last year due to all the adjustments. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, our offensive line survived fairly well. But now nah, mm-hmm. this season, it was just horrible. Like, we had no I, continuity, no. way too undisciplined. We just got punched in the mouth. Like, we had no solutions for anything, and it was just bad. So, yeah, if we can move on to another staff, I would def- definitely do that. And I, I think that would make feel would make a lot of people feel bad, because I mentioned this to Paul, that it's funny mm-hmm. that you look at Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, Tyrone Smith, right? Mm-hmm. You could even say uh, go as far as Connor Williams as well mm-hmm. and say that these guys have been with the Cowboys for a while. And right. all of a sudden, all of a sudden this year, they've forgotten how to block. Right. Exactly. Like they've forgotten how to do it in the season. Yeah, I feel so they forgot how to punch someone across the face. Yeah, it's coaching. No it's, co- it's coaching. No mean strength. I don't know what it was. It's got to be coaching. It's because that's the only thing that would have changed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move it on to the other side of the line, the defensive line. Now, the only thing I am going to say about the defensive linemen is the edge prospects are okay, but the inside guys, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. There's some nice guys at the top. The talent gap between the next set of guys and everything is massive. I, I'm not a big fan of this year's defensive line. What about you, Tech? Yeah, so if we're talking about the Strickland interior, I think you have a core five that's in, like, Davis. You have uh, DeMarvin yeah. Will. You have, uh, yeah. what's his name, uh, Wyatt, uh, Mathis, mm-hmm. and then Perion Winfrey out of OU. 
And I yes. think after there, then it kind of teeters off a little bit. Now, there are some big physicals. It depends on what you're looking for, whether it's one tech or a three tech. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like we're okay at the three tech position. We yeah. might need to solidify that yeah. one tech that knows. And so it depends on what we do with Britt Urban. But we also have Quentin Bohana. I mean, you had Watkins. We had some of those other guys that kind of filled that void. But I always always say that every draft, man, I want a big, fat, nasty someone in there. So there can be yeah. some of those in the later round. Just some of those yeah. run stuffers that you can get. Um, but, yeah, I feel like once you get out the side, that like kind of top five guys, it falls yeah. off a little a cliff a little bit. So if you're going to get one, you need to get them early. So, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to the Cowboys to say, you know what, screw it. We'll take Jordan Davis, tackle, uh, you know, Georgia, and just went yeah. from there uh, because you have that weapon of mass destruction and Micah Parsons. The next thing you want to do is keep on clean your defensive line. Do you think so, Jordan Davis would make it to 24? Uh, and see, here's what I learned, man. These mock drafts like to play games with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, they'll, they'll get your hopes up to break your heart, man. So, you know, I've done a few when Jordan Davis it has landed to me and was like, okay, I'll take him. But I don't I like think that. so. I, I think what's going to happen this draft, honestly, y'all, because there's not that many quarterbacks that people are glamoring mm-hmm. over, it's just going to be like, you know what? We just need a defensive tackle. Let's grab the best one. So, you know, some of these players, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, you know, a lot of trenches best players, player available. Yeah, I'm yeah, best player available. You know, if, if he's a center, well, we need a center, get a center, you know, get the best center right now. So, I think it's going to change a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so do I think Jordan Davis will be there? No, but you know, I, would, I, I think CD Lamb would be there either. So, you know. <laughs> exactly, I, 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 exactly. I would, I, I would say, like, well, obviously, I, I do think. Day ones, I think, and I agree with you in this. Time, I think it's definitely going to be more one of those uh, best player available. But I think the day two, the second mm-hmm. and third round, is the one that we really need to get right this year. That's the meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Just yeah. that, just there's that level, and like, like you said, mate, there's that level of skill set that can drop from that to right down to a third round. Yeah, yeah, the, the talent, the talent gap from like, yes, that's what I mean, on, yeah. yeah, yeah, the interior defensive guys from like your tier ones to your tier twos, that talent gap is massive, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, there's not much depth in there, but I mean, like, we still don't know. Once again, we're in this, uh, this situation of question marks with the Cowboys roster, we don't know what's going on with Randy Gregory because as it stands right now, we only got one defensive end. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the yeah. law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and th- th- there's your right end sorted. And really, you know, you're not looking with Tank to get to the quarterback. He's more of your run stuffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like it's. I think it's quite open for free for all pretty much this year. Besides, like I don't think what dra- I don't think there's going to be any much discussion about drafting tight ends or anything like that in the first round. That's unlikely because I don't think there's. Much I don't time. know. I don't know, man. Yeah. If you know, if we don't get in the first round, I damn sure would take one in the second round. I, I, it, would. It, I would. you're talking to a man that wore Kyle Pitts tops last yeah, year. Man, like, this this year he's changing. This year he's changing it. This year he's changing it to Widermeyer. Yeah, no, no, this, no, this year, no, man. I'm, no, I'm no one's like the, the Trey McBride train, man. I don't think there's going to be uh, okay. a talent as good as Kyle Pitts, to be honest. No, no, oh no, 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 you, you know what my stance was on that. It's just like, well, I, I, I think we were in the, well, I thought last year we, it was a bit more bigger need than tight end, but if we draft on them, it, yeah, great an offensive weapon. And, see, sure. and that's the yeah. thing with tight end. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, especially on on, uh, shit, on yeah. Saturday, we're going to watch, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah Likely out of Coastal. Yeah, McBride, Coastal. as you mentioned. 
Yeah, Kate Oden out of Washington. You have yes. uh, yeah, Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Turner out of Nevada is the one I have. Like, there's, there's a good, a there's a of, nice guy. There's a lot of tight ends. So yeah, I, and the, the guy you just mentioned, Cole Turner. That there's a guy who who could. I, I I tell you what, I tell you a guy who I'm liking this so far. Um, at the moment is Isaiah Likely mm-hmm. out of Coastal. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's the hard part when I'm defense. watching film on tight ends. I keep going, Oh, I like that. I like, you know, like, give me a little this, a yeah. little that. You know, I but, just think the Cowboys need to break the mold. We kind of had these kind of Jason Witness stiff tight ends. Like, I really want a guy that can get the ball in his hands and make things happen and also stretch the field. And there's like six or seven of them in the yeah. draft, but I feel like once one goes. It's just going to be like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom. I, so. I, I think that, that with the tight ends, that I think Paul is quite right in terms of that there isn't a guy in the first round. I, 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 I kind of, you know, you say you don't know, but in terms right. of looking, but between the second and the fourth round, those mm-hmm. tight ends, there's that's the sweet spot for these guys, and there's loads of them, you know. And like you say, you know, if you're after a guy. Like we're struggling with wide receivers for whatever reason. McBride is a perfect type. Maybe not so much right. the wider Meyer type because McBride is more of your F type, which I right. think is what the Cowboys are going to be looking for. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just while we're talking here, we're actually going to be running a wee mock draft while we're doing this. Just to get <laughs> yeah, just a, just Let's run one, man. Yeah, yeah. I think just to bring something different, you know. No, yeah. If you run one and then we can talk about it, because I'm just going to ask uh, Tuck about Perion Winfrey this week, because here's a guy who's turning it on in the Super Bowl, and he's definitely a guy I'm going to be looking at. And I actually think he could be there in the second round for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I keep looking and I keep trying to think about how they could use him. And I actually think, because you can move him up and down that line as the, you know, like the Crawford role. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost how I see how you right. could utilize him. And that fills a massive gap on the defense. Because what I'm trying to do is everything I'm thinking about at the moment on the line is especially with the defensive lineman on the inside, not so much the edge, mm-hmm. and the linebackers is trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep our number eleven free to do right. what he does best. If right. you keep him as your defensive playmaker, this defense is ready to explode. Yeah, and I think that's one of the benefits of having Dan Quinn back. Yeah. Yes, you know we kind of know <laughs> what he's looking for. He likes versatility. He yeah. likes high motor, and Perion Winfrey definitely fits that bill. So yeah. I could see him being a day two grab, especially for a defensive line, because he can play across the board. He can play zero, one, two, three, four, and five. You know, yeah. you add him with the Osa Digizua, like that's a lot of flexibility that you can have. And then Neville Gallimore as well. Now yeah. your interior is looking a little bit different. It's not as sturdy but it's athletic and versatile and there's a lot of interchangeable pieces that you can add. Now you have Randy Gregory or well, maybe Randy Gregory. You have oh, Marcus Lawrence, I think possibly Randy Gregory with that type of flexibility, the offense or defensive line looks a lot better. So yeah, I would definitely yeah. look at Perry on Winfrey and he's having a great senior bowl. So we'll definitely keep an eye on him Saturday as well. Yeah. He's, he's turning it right. I mean, like I, I did watch a bit of him and he, he's another one of those guys who I'm going to go back uh, and watch after the senior bowl mm-hmm. um, to see, you know, just to watch some more tape. Cause I don't, I don't know if they'll talk to him, but I hope they do. Um, right. And another guy I'm going to be watching for Mathis as well mm-hmm. from Alabama. Was, yeah. He's, he's looking quite good as well at the moment, mm-hmm. um, but seen plenty of him. And, but the only issue is, 
is he's filling more of that um, uh, three-tech position. And as you say, for, for the Cowboys, the three-tech isn't so much of an issue. We've got bodies right. there. Exactly, exactly. I feel like the three-tech is the one solidified position, so it's the mm. other position that we need to take care of. So, Yeah, more edge and further on in on, yeah. on the nose. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Because like I say, all I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to keep our defensive player of the year or rookie defensive player of the year free to do what he does best. Because right, if you exactly. get him to do it, yeah, then right, all, exactly. all is game. But a question on the linebacker is, do you think, and we posted this question out this week on our social media, do you think they bring back LVE? I, I think so. I, I had a conversation last night. I think LVE does return. I think yeah. because you're going to need some type of veteran leadership out there. And, you know, we had joked about this after we drafted Parsons. Like, watch this be LVE's first season where there's, like, injury-free. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. actually out there available for every game. So, you know, I do think that the Cowboys will keep LVE at the right price. I don't mm -hmm. think his price point jumped too high with his play. No. He, did, he had a decent season, but it wasn't, like, off the charts. So, yeah. I don't want to – Cowboys like their guy. I think they like LVE. They have their you know in-house leader. They're going to keep him around Mike and kind of be that veteran voice until Mike can fully transition. So I think LVE will be back. Yeah, it is like you say. It's more annoying than he had. Maybe not so much in terms of statistics because he mm -hmm. did have that quiet period um, in the middle of the season. But towards right. the end, he was starting to look good. Right. Like, you know, he, he was getting there. I mean, the biggest complaint was that you know he will make tackles, but by the time he's made the tackle, the players, the running backs, already five, six, seven yards down the field. Mm -hmm. But you were starting to see him start to flow to the ball, which exactly. is exactly yeah, which was good. Um, but go on, Paul, what have you got for us? <laughs> right. So I've done my my, 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 I think it was like my fourth iteration of a draft here. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, for, so pick number one, uh, at number twenty-four, Kenyon Green from Texas oh. A&M. Wow. All right. All right. And round number two, Leo Chanel from Wisconsin, linebacker. Okay. Right. Tuck, you're going to love this one. Sky Moore. And yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> All right. This is where it gets really interesting. At, at 137, Cole, Cole Turner from Nevada. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. So you got my receiver, got my tight end. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. So. But so with my uh, 175th, so 126th pick, I traded down with uh, the Lions and got two extra picks going into the fifth round. So and with that, I got Hassan Haskins uh, from Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and I got a uh, Jarrett Peterson center from Notre Dame. And with the final picks, I got edge rusher. Isaiah Thomas from Oklahoma and Kendrick Duncan from Louisville safety. Mm. I, I because there there it is again. You just named another position <laughs> that I was saying last week we need to be looking at, and that's the safety position. Yeah, because like, yeah. But, but how many times as Cowboys fans do we need to get our whole <laughs> Oh, don't, like, don't yeah. mention that to like, Brian. Yeah. Over don't mention that you know? to Brian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. kind of over. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. We like a draft of safety. Yeah, right. So I'm not gonna get my hopes up. But yeah, like Jaycon Brisker out of uh, Penn State. You know him and Daxon Hill. You know, mm -hmm. I, I I I like what I see from those guys. Um, another guy who's kind of a sleeper that I got my eyes on is uh, what's his name, Marquise Bell out of Florida A&M, so definitely look him up. But he's going to be a, a day three guy. But he kind of yeah. has some J-Ron curses 
you know, in him. So he kind of has that tall, lengthy yeah. frame. Um, so if we do, you know, unfortunately lose Curse, then we even kind of plug that guy in. Um, you got Bubba Bolton from Miami. And then also one of my favorites from Cincy is Brian Cook. It's a hard-hitting, you know, just bald, hawking safety. Um, so there's a few guys out there, but I give up. I don't care. You know, like, wake me up. Because I'm not falling for that trick. You know, I have my eyes all glued to Trayvon Moore last year. And then it was just like, oh, we just jumped him and took him and, you know, right in front of you. You know, eat that, Cowboys fan. But here's a guy who I was looking at who is a carbon copy of J. Ron Curse. Bear in mind, J. Ron Curse, I'm not sure the Cowboys, I I hope the Cowboys do sign him and keep him out Mm. at a nice, a reasonable deal because he's your perfect tight end killer. But there is a carbon copy of of J. Ron Curse. I've put him in my comp as J. Ron Curse is Smoke Monday from Auburn. Mm. And you can get that guy day three. Just like J. Ron Curse. J. Ron Curse was like, what was he, a six-round pick, seven-round pick? Yep. Yep. He was literally, yeah, right down the end. But Smoke Monday, there's a guy who is, he's going to come down as your rotational safety that can come down and play in the box. Bear in mind, the Cowboys weren't even looking to use J. Ron Curse that way that they had at the start of the season. He just turned out that way. But this guy, if, if you go watch tape is is tape on j on smoke monday you'll go up oh, there's j1 curse okay it's exactly the same i just wrote him down so i'm gonna go check him out so that's yeah look at it the film and really crunch him down but yeah i think that type of player is what the cowboys could be looking for as an emergency plan just in case things don't work in their favor so yeah 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 and you know the the, the only trouble with smoke is that he's, he needs you can see he needs to put some strength on right you know and you know, when you're looking at a guy day three, the things you're looking at are things like, well, what are they? Are they physical or are they traits? And right. with him, it's the physical aspect. And that's right. why he's going that late. Um, but go on, Paul. You got something for us, mate? I'm just, I, I just went, I went, I'll, I'll finish off this next one I'm doing right now, but this one's going to be absolute crazy. <laughs> I like crazy, though. Crazy is good fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know about, Utah, is there anybody anybody particularly on the defensive line else that we haven't mentioned you want to look at on, on the defensive line uh, people should know about or on the defensive just personally who line, you are watching? Let me see defensive line if I have anybody <clears throat> else. Oh, yeah, it is. Let me get my notes scrolled down. Yeah. It's Marquand McCall out of Kentucky. Okay. Um, like he's, he's that fat nasty. So he's like 380 pounds. <laughs> you know, but he's just a prototypical nose tackle that's going to get out there and just muddy things up. And so if he's able to be there available in the fourth or fifth round, I'm definitely giving him a call because he played with uh, Bohana as well. So they'll have mm-hmm. that continuity. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Mark, Mark Quan McCall out of Kentucky. Um, that's an interior. And yeah. then I and know, the yeah. edge rushers, I'm looking at um, – well, he's a linebacker. But, yeah, Channing Tindall. And another guy that yes. I'm going to be watching, yeah, Channing Tindall. And then yeah. also um, a guy that's going to be playing on Saturday as well out of Kansas is Kyron Johnson. And mm-hmm. he's more – he's a lighter linebacker. He kind of reminds me of Azur Kamara. Um, yeah. But he's just quick, man. And, like, if you really want to crank up the speed, 
especially with our linebacker core that can come off the edge, then he can be one of those like day three guys as well. So those are the kind of guys I have my eyes on right now. So I focus, you know, I like offense, man, a little bit. So I start on the offensive side of the ball first before I get yeah. into my defensive film. But because yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, with this draft, since we're at 24, the fun corners that I kind of want, like the Ma Gardners and, you know, the Derek Stinglings and that that fun stuff, like it's not going to be available. And so I've been kind of yeah. bummed out about that. Um, but you know, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of talent out there that needs to be scouted, and I feel like the Cowboys are going to take great opportunity for it. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I, a guy I'm going to be watching, Devontae Wyatt, Georgia, there's a good guy to be looking at. Um, <laughs> it's funny that oh, you just mentioned that. Then, you took mate, him mate. No, well, here's <laughs> the thing. So, man, I was telling you about I went completely off the chains with this first-round draft pack, right? So what mm -hmm. I did is I looked for what trades were coming up for the first round, and yeah. Indianapolis was the team that came up from the highest pecking order at number 48. So I got back uh, first round for next year. They're number 48 pick and 215 just for the 24th pick. So mm -hmm. with that, so my first pick is at number 37. And with that, I picked Devontae Wyatt, uh, the interior target. Nice. From Georgia. Yeah. Then yeah. at number 39, I, I got tackle from Minnesota, Daniel Falali. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Then and, and and this name keeps popping up as your guy, Sky Moore at round you number three. I dropped a video on him and then also Jalen Tilbert out of uh South Alabama. Yeah. Um so yeah. those, those speed guys. I want a speed demon, but another guy I forgot about off the edge is uh uh my guy Sanders out of Cincinnati as well. So okay, yeah, so definitely give him a look up. Uh, do you know who? who uh, I, 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 did, did you see who did you see some from Cincinnati? My Jai Sanders. Oh, I, I was going to say because my next picks were uh, Dylan Parham from Memphis at sixty-seven and Josh Weil from Cincinnati, the tight end. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you pretty much this year, mate. You pretty much got all of the Cincinnati team at the senior bowl. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Exactly. They just all seem to be there. Yeah. But here's a guy who I think's going under the radar. And I actually, he's going under the radar, but I think is very quickly he's going to get noticed is Arnold Eberkete from Penn State. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the guys I've been looking at. Yeah, you know, I know we're talking guys on the edge, but yeah, I mean, in his past sets, whoo. I mean, the guy is rocking. He's just like a crazy. I, I, I think I've read somewhere that unofficial, unofficial, right? And bear in mind that this guy is two hundred and fifty-one pound. But I read somewhere he run like a four-five forty. Mm. Five forty at two hundred and fifty pounds. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Fast. That's that's pretty impressive for a guy that size. Yeah, you, you know, you're going down Michael Parsons' realm. Yeah, you right. know. Mm -hmm. In terms of height, weight, speed, you know. Yeah. Per perfect uh, and one and one last edge I have lined up. I'm looking at my notes is uh, D'Angelo Malone out of Western oh, Kentucky. I thought you were about to say the same guy as me. Then <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I, I got I got Dominic Robinson from Dominic uh, Robinson Miami out of Miami, Ohio. Okay, yep, it's yeah. another one too. So yeah, yeah. D'Angelo Malone and Dominic Robinson. If folks watching, definitely give those guys a look. So and those will be late, late rounds, day three, day yes. three. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and it's a bit of a weird one because, like, I I'm trying to look at one text, and i got Travis Jones, but I I, I don't know. I, I, I can't, Maybe you can help me out from UConn, Travis Jones. 
nose tackle defense. You know, you can play the one tech, but I just, I just don't know where to put him because you know what it's like. He's he's playing in the independent. You kind of mm-hmm. ideal height and weight, but it's just like where where do you put this guy? And I, I'm struggling to try and figure him out. I just, I don't know. Have you looked at him at all? I haven't. I haven't yet. Yeah. So I'll definitely check him out. So yeah, when you do, give it. Try and help me out a bit because I'm str- He's one of those guys where I'm struggling to try and pin together where he's fits in. I know. Um, when you look on some sites, they've got him as like the third or the fourth, like second. <laughs> you know, almost some of them have got him in the cheap spot you know the one two i hate right them. but like yeah, a, lot, a lot of these players they're gonna seesaw once this combine numbers come out and everything yeah so. the combine is a good place to go yeah right. I, I think maybe perhaps that's where i'll wait and try and figure out where he slots in mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yes uh east west Rhine. that's tonight uh or today if you're in america we're seeing tonight over here because it's already night time um and then it's the senior bowl on saturday where we get to slot some people in and we'll get to um find out you know i i like it more for the guys you didn't hear much about that's what i like right. you know or, or like people yeah the small not the smaller school guys or the lesser names or you know like how do guys like trevor penn in match up you know mm-hmm. like that sort of deal right um so that's gonna be exciting i do think though that, that this is gonna be a wild game because the wide receivers just outclassed the cornerbacks this year mm-hmm. by a yeah. long way by a lot right yeah, yeah, so that's going to be crazy to watch. But I definitely think, Tuck, we need to get you on. i tell you what we'll do. In about a month's time, should we do a live mock draft? Let's we do will- it. Let's do it. That, that, that way I'm fully up because like, I'm chopping down. I'm chopping chop down that offensive line tree because I knew that was primary. And so yes. now I'm on my safeties yeah. and linebackers. And so by then, yeah, I'll be that. fully go. I'm, I've been just, you know, because the quarterbacks, I can skip out on that. I skipped out on running backs and. You know, but I had to poke my eye in on a few wide receivers. That's why I found Jalen Tobert, also Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. Like, you know, some toys. You know, you can't get all winter clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't take every every position. You know, right? Um, yeah, I mean, because I've looked at the, I have looked at the running backs only because, only because I'm an SEC sucker. So yeah. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't help it. But my go with, go process, with, we're not going to give them the ball any damn way. We don't even <laughs> run the running back we have. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put it this way: we didn't give Tony Pollard much, uh, many snaps. Why do you think we're going to draft a third one and give right. him more snaps? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, although Tony Pollard can split their four snaps. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if there is a guy you do want to watch, right? Let me um, tell you now. Go watch James Cook. Oh, yeah, back. I George, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know, I know James Cook. I'm a Florida State guy, so I'm very I familiar with his brother. So <laughs> exactly, Mondo. That's what I was going to say. You know yeah. his brother. Yeah. He's play, He's playing a a high rate over in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And this guy. It, it, but do you know what I find crazy? Is how starkly different of running backs that you'd think being brothers, they're gonna have similar builds and they're gonna be yeah. playing this thing. They are totally different in terms of right. running back. Oh yeah. Yeah, him yeah. and Dalvin are not the same at all. Oh yeah. Dalvin was just different, so explosive. Mm-hmm. Like his first step and his accelerator, he's gone. Where you know, James seems to be more that receiving type running back. It's just yeah. mad, crazy to watch. Right. But I mean, we'll try and uh, wrap things up here. Make sure, guys. 
There he is, look, right in the middle. Look, you hey, set the screen. There I you am. set the screen. These are the guys to go and follow. And make sure you go and follow Tuck. He's over at Cowboys Fans Only. You can see him right there in the middle. Very good friend of ours, always uh rearing and ready to join us. Uh, and of course, a very quick one to the sponsor, which is Cowboys Experience. If you're going to go to a game later on this year, make sure you book it for Cowboys Experience. They got game day tickets, tailgate parties, meet and greets, and stadium tours all in one package. And if you do decide to go, make sure you use the booking code UK Cowboys because what happens, guys? You get free stuff. Free yeah. shit, man. Um, but yes, mate. Let's get uh, let's pin it in for. Should we say? Right. So February. So we got the combine. So if we go for the beginning of March. So first weekend of March. Let's do it. First, Let's do first it. week of March. Sorry, not weekend. First, and we'll first do week of March. First week of March, live mock draft, and we'll all do it, and we'll see what we can we, we get out. Right. Yeah, that should be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Go. Who who's gonna have the twenty fourth pick though? Because we'll have to run. Ooh, talk about having a pick under the microscope. The pressure starts to build once we get to April. Like that's that's when yeah. you like you set like your top one hundred mm-hmm. board and everything's set. And it's like all right, you know, because you know earlier on you're like, oh, I like this guy, and then those combine numbers come out. And you watch a few more films, like, oh, I hate this guy. You know, like yeah, yeah. Watching players over and over. Like last year, it was Cameron McGrone for me that got drafted by the Patriots. Like as soon as I watched, I'm like oh, I love this kid. And then after a few <laughs> more watches and interviews and the combine, I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, things are starting to get real when, like, all the NFL analysts start putting out their mock drafts, like Bucky Brooks and all that. That's when you know yeah. it's like, okay, that's yeah. when I need to start really tuning in now. It's yeah. so, all right. It, um, I think Mel Kuyper's on about his 12th one by now. Oh, right. God. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, man, like it, it's fun because it keeps you close to the team and close to these players. And like the research part yeah. of it's fun is like, yeah, you know, a lot of people want to pigeonhole, like, oh, you said you wanted this guy. And he, you know, like, <laughs> but they don't understand the amount of research and effort that we put going into this analysis. Like, you know, like yeah. I'm sitting here watching. 30 offensive line prospects and Cowboys are probably only going to take one of them, but it's like, you just want to be equipped yeah. and have an understanding. You can't just, you know, shoot um, off the cuffs and be like, Oh yeah. But, you know, but, but here's uh, the thing. Here's the final turn. All that research might come into play in four years later when we might get them undrafted. Uh, right. they might be agency. Who knows? Yeah, so, exactly. Cause you're so, already, you're already, so, already, you're already so, all, research, yeah. all, all research is not wasted. Never, right. never exactly. wasted. Exactly. Man. I keep, I keep all my draft boards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially, yeah. especially if you're playing against them, at least you know what you like about the player. You can mm-hmm. actually scout a lot yeah. better that way as well. So there's traits you like. There's there's, there's no um, negatives. Listen, like people might think, oh, you've just wasted your time with a player that you didn't draft as well. Not necessarily. Right. You'll be playing against this player. So, right. So yeah. So there's there's there's. All right. Way, no, it makes it easier. I'm doing the homework yeah. now. Yeah. Like yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let me um, just so you can see. That's how my how my boards go in. And I'm like basically, um, I'll try and get that. There we go. Yeah. There. Sharing my screen for you for my draft board, so I can show you how I'm putting it together. It's coming together slowly, Very slowly. Um, but it is. Hold on, one everyone and everyone has their process. There like, you go. For me personally, I I break it down. Ah oh, man, you're organized. <laughs> Jesus, I am organized. I told you about my draft. I told you about my draft board. 
how do you do all that, man? I need to get with you, man. My stuff is, I just figured out how to get my notes off my phone. And wait, 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 hover over that. What the hell? Yeah, they're my, they're my scouting notes. How oh the hell God. is that? In, is that in Excel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just do it all on Excel. Ah, all right, all right, all right. I tell you what, when I when I, when the combine's finished, because I got to put see over here, this is all my combine numbers, and these are all my comps. So right. once I get my combine numbers in and I jiggle them all about, I'll share it with you. All right, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna steal that idea. Like, like I said, my my process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like that. Yeah. I, I have like wide receivers on this pad. I have like <laughs> defensive line on my phone. I have offensive linemen on my computer. Like. I need to get organized, man. And yeah. have so one you, shared folder. Yeah, and I'll put like stats in there, and then uh, you got my scouting notes in there, and I my right. Well, I, I do that, uh, and at the, at the moment there's about five hundred players on you. Something like oh, one of those kickers, punters. So four hundred and fifty players on there. There we go. There we go. I'm about to catch up, man. See now, see now I gotta go go back and do my homework now, man. Yeah. <laughs> all color coded and everything. You know, yeah, I, I oh, yeah, no, no. These, where these... people see me on shows and like you ask me about a prospect, I'm pulling out my phone, like, okay, uh, like, like, who's my <laughs> so uh, we'll get there. We, we hear these players' names so many times, it'll just be like second nature. Oh, yeah, you, know, yeah. So. you see, you got you got notes in there, we don't worry about that, but yeah, they, they uh, scouting notes on quarterbacks always take up the most space, yeah, yeah, mate. I think Chris is actually asking you a genuine question here. Do you actually sleep? <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's probably going to do a 24 hours. But no, I, like, I've got, I've, oh, I got my I, I got draft board for 23 almost done. Yeah, cool, let me cool, just cool. uh, we go, move yeah, on, man. But uh, yeah, like I say, once it once come, but I told you, mate, I told you that they're detailed. I tried telling you before. <laughs> I generally thought you had it done like any other person, have it written down on a piece of paper. Mate, you don't go to the Scouting Academy to do it on a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm right here, like, I mean, unless I send it to you guys as it is now, it's not complete, and I'm not happy with it because. I yeah. fucked a couple of scouting reports up. I was telling <laughs> uh, uh, language. I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I messed a few. I messed a few of the scouting reports up. So I got to sort of jiggery pokery it a bit more. Get go. a bit more correct, and then I can send it to. You, so it saves you the effort. Yeah. There we see, go. See how that works. Friends together. Look, friends. friends. We're in this together. Jamie looks like he's falling asleep. Uh, I thought he was pro. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there we go, guys. So uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we got Brad Sham joining us from, uh, yes, the voice of Cowboys coming over to talk to us. Maybe we can get an inside scoop. Um, but we do have somebody. And I'll I'm going to tell Tuck, but I'm going to tell him off here. Uh, we've got somebody from deep inside the Cowboys uh, staff office who are going to join us during this offseason to talk a little scouting. And I've given it away there. If you could pick the words out, there was some words in bold, italic, underlined, and you'll be able to figure it out. But that is it from us this week. Uh, join us over the weekend. We're going to talk Senior Bowl. Um, I'll be putting more information on my <laughs> very tidy draft board. And then we'll see you next week. Uh, but until then, guys, I'll let these guys finish up. Make sure you follow Tech, and we'll speak to you all again over the weekend. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Peace out, guys. Yeah.